Hello everybody and welcome back to the Scrapyard, and I was right. I am your host, Nathan Mewpolder, joined here by Taylor. Hi! And Xavier. Got the drink and me going back to back. <laughs> going back to back. That was a little rough there. That was a little rough there, Xavier. I called Taylor this morning, immediately started saying back to back, back to back, back to back, and then she got mad at me because she didn't watch the game yet. I said, the last message I sent him last night was, yeah, I got to go to sleep so I can wake up and watch the games before going on social media. And he responds when he's saying this. And I said, why are you telling me this? I wanted to watch the games without knowing was, I didn't read your text message. I just thought it was some good night shit. You know, I love, I love how the rest of my cast is very sad. By the way, this is the Scrapyard. We're an Overwatch League podcast. If you happen to stumble in. Uh, the grand finals just happened. You can follow us on social media at Twitter and Instagram at Scrapyard Media uh, to see us rant about this stuff. Uh, today we're talking about the Overwatch League grand finals. Uh, if you hadn't guessed, I guess we're not rolling an intro because we're just in it. Um, yeah, we are kind of in it. But here's the thing: can we talk about how uh, two members of this podcast who don't intro the video? We're kind of sleeping on the shock. Like, nah, the shock can't win. If this happens, the shock won't win. The shock won't win for weeks. For weeks. For four weeks, even. And I was sitting here saying, I don't know. The shock never make the same mistake twice. And guess what? They didn't make a single mistake. They to didn't be completely once. fair, they all my reservations. All my reservations were about them playing against Sombra. And they didn't play against Sombra at all. Yeah, that is that uh, is true. Xavier, Xavier did say if they go against Sombra, they're gonna be fucked. They didn't. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. Yeah. Striker, Striker makes it relevant. Striker said he was gonna buy his dad a car. So for some context, uh, the Overwatch League 2020 season grand finals were today. Uh, it was a battle between the San Francisco Shock and the Seoul Dynasty. Uh, so it was the grand finals was the Router Rumble, uh, which I think is really cool. And the Shock beat the Soul Dynasty 4-2. Uh, the Shock took the first two maps. And then... All the, hell uh, broke loose? <laughs> yeah, so the Shock took the first two maps. And then the Dynasty was like, alright, bet we're going to take you to... Uh, we're going to take you to like Hanamura. And everybody was like, whoa, they're going to Hanamura. That doesn't make sense. And then they beat uh, the San Francisco Shock on Hanamura which is the first time that's happened since 2018. Uh, so oh, the Shock yeah, were like, just wild. They were 18-0 on Hanamura up until that point. And then the Shock lost. And then I, and then I believe it went to what, Watchpoint and Gibraltar? Um, um, I don't remember exactly, but I think it's something along those lines. Yeah, so they went to Watchpoint and Gibraltar, and the exact same thing happened. Uh... The shock strong on that map. It was their map pick, and they kind of got wrecked on uh, Watchpoint Gibraltar as well. So, at that point, shock fans were probably sweating. I was sweating. I, a little I bit. mean, I know I w- when I went and back and watched it like during the day, I was definitely like, "Oh no, this is yeah. rough." We could detail it a little more, but then obviously uh, we went to Busan. And off some 
Heroics by the homeboy Ansan. They manage to pull out Busan. And then we go to Hollywood and the shock dominated Hollywood. And a lot of people were saying that Soul Dynasty gambled heavily picking Hollywood as the map because when they met previously, uh, the Soul Dynasty were full held on Hollywood. And the shock proved that that wasn't a fluke and dominated uh, the Soul Dynasty on Hollywood and almost full held them. Uh, Again. Just, yeah, but... Soul had some heroics, but it wasn't enough. And the Shock won the series uh, 4-2. Those last two maps were tense. I didn't breathe for the last minute of uh, yeah, Hollywood. On Hollywood. I was tense. And it was such a good game. So we can get into more like the actual details and who did really well and who didn't. But I think overall, this was like... I mean, one, obviously this is the best Grand Finals we've had. Uh, it's the first non-blowout. Like yeah, I would like to just uh, like point out the quality of how they tried to make it feel like everybody was actually together in this. Like they really recreated the like the old stage in LA virtually, and like the desk AR kind of like look was impressive. It was like it was nice to get like the break because obviously when we had done it before like it wasn't very easy to do this but because they got everybody what they needed it came out a lot nicer and i really just i thought is it bad to say i thought a virtual stand stage was better than the few stages or stands we saw at the beginning when we had home stands remember when that was a thing we had home stands <laughs> I, I liked the virtual thing, and it's one of those cases where, because at the same time right now, uh, League of Legends Worlds is happening, but League of Legends has a lot more resources and um, money. I mean, the teams even just have more money, where they're able to do kind of like an in-person bubble uh, type situation, sort of like the NBA or the NHL, and they have like a virtual-ish stage. Um, like the players are there in person, but the stage is like this crazy like AR thing that's happening. And it was really cool looking. It is really cool. Was it looking. also by and... IBM? Because I know IBM oh. was like kind of who was doing the entirety of like this stage, like stage, not yeah. to be confused with stage of the last year. Um, but no, it was definitely like, no, the, it, it was a great time. It was a good time. Yeah. It just was, it was nice to see the like, walk out motif be brought back right now because we had that was something that we were missing where we were just like we're bringing out these players and then we would just listen to sideshow where bren rattle on for like 10 minutes about each player and their final opinions instead of actually seeing like the players and i thought finally i was like finally why why didn't they have this the whole time but i mean for obvious reasons you can't have it the entire time because most of the teams all had to go to Korea to get this done. Yeah, obviously. And so the grand finals, I mean, it went off pretty well. Uh, it was actually competitive, which is a big thing. I, I feel like if this was just like a shock 4-0 stomp, it would have been hugely disappointing. But it ended up being a very close game. We got some incredible moments from Profit, Gesture, Creative, like the entire Soul Dynasty squad. And I feel like every player in the game got a chance to have a moment um where they shined 
And that's super cool to watch because I think for a game like this, where especially Soul, who wasn't expected to be in this position, um, you want to see them just do well. And for the Shock, too, you want to see them do well and not just like coast to a win. And we got that. We got to see the Shock with their backs up against the wall, uh, losing two straight maps and having to come back. And that Busan game was a very close uh, a map, uh, you know, mm-hmm. three map points. And so everyone got their chance to shine from Striker all game. Uh, Ons had his moments. Um, Choi, Super, Smurf, uh, the whole Shock roster that that played had their moments. And, and same with Soul. You know, dudes like Toby had their moments while also Creative had a really big moment on Watchpoint Gibraltar. Uh, Prophet and Fitz were obviously incredible. Same with Gesture. And even Marvel, who kind of gets lost in all this because his tank partner, Gesture, is so insane. But I think Marvel put on a really strong performance and it was really cool to see him do well. So that's one of the cool things about this entire game is that everybody had their chance to shine. And that's just what you like to see in a championship game. You know, you don't like to see blowouts or people yeah no uh definitely again like last uh the last time we talked uh you could probably take a shot for every uh time xavier said blowout game in that last little uh segment but um let's backtrack to like the beginning of the weekend which was you know the first day of the grand finals soul versus shock the first time and then philly versus shanghai which is where we always like we should have expected this to be the the actual stomping against Philly because as dominant as Philly was in the like NA um like bracket, they just couldn't stand up. There wasn't much, especially when Sonberg kind of disappeared, that they had to stand up against a Shanghai and a Seoul, which is unfortunate because they were they were, you know, this was their redemption arc, like, and they've yet again failed. There's a lot of redemption stories outside of the shock. Like, everybody ha- kind of had that, like, this would be my redemption arc, grand finals, um, playthrough. Philly, Shanghai, Seoul, all have been different versions of letdowns through the years. And especially when you look at... um you like the first Shanghai, or not Shanghai, the first uh, Seoul Dynasty shot game. Watching that felt very reminiscent of watching, like, the wa- I mean, Seoul, just in general, was like an improved version of what the Washington Justice kind of looked like. And I mean that in the sense that this Roadhog thing is very predicated on what I like to say individual talent where here he goes no but like it's 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 an individual talent thing where a team like washington which wasn't a good team i mean they had decay for a few games and they weren't good but when it's this comp that is so reliant on just like getting a pick and pushing the advantage and if you have a player that's really good they're gonna get a pick 
and all the heroes that you're playing are just based on like kill dude you push and so yeah no this Soul team is definitely a far like washington had the idea going um, yeah like obvious but it's just at every position it's just better you know uh fits is better than stitch uh profit is better than decay and gesture I, I'm not willing to say he's 100% better than Janu at Hog, but he's at least as good, if not better, than Janu at Hog. And so you have these three players in Profit, Fitz, and Gesture who are... Xavier's dream team. Yeah, I mean, they're playing out of their mind, and it's all about getting picks, and that's Never what Never forget that is this built. is a San Francisco Shock uh, fan I mean, yeah. a, uh, page, but with a little bit of profit mixed in. I think yeah, Xavier would like, really literally cream his around. shorts if profit came to the San Francisco shock. Yeah. But like that's what your team is built upon is just getting picks. And so you're not in a position where you're relying on like this intricate teamwork um that's centered around like those somber comps where it's all about getting like the hack and getting the right dive and hacking the right target. And there's like a lot of moving parts. Um this comp is very much everybody gets their own. And that works for Soul. But if you look at like Philly, as you said, who disappointed, I don't think that they're at least suited. Or they didn't come in prepared enough to be ready for like this Roadhog kind of solo carry esque style. Yeah, they because don't you have saw, like, like a Roadhog like that. Not that they don't I mean, have just a Roadhog. Shit at the fan. Yeah. It's not that they don't have a Roadhog, it's just that they don't have somebody who could like drag them through the mud to get to it and at least with shock soul and shanghai especially soul and shanghai where they've been kind of already doing this kind of uh roadhog-esque meta because apac uh i just think philly did fall behind and not staying on top of things which is again why shock is such a superior team when it comes to the like two na teams mm-hmm and the teamwork aspect is where Soul Dynasty kind of got like fucked up because mm-hmm. I mean, I just I feel like I just have to point to that Hollywood map in terms of just teamwork and, and being and having just better strategy in general, because the shock played that last map Hollywood so patiently on defense, um, didn't overextend once, didn't get too crazy once like they didn't um freak out they just played very conservative safe defense and made soul expend energy trying to make plays because on the second day when soul went against shanghai i think it's a very similar concept where it's just like iziaki would be so aggressive and that would be like the pick that people like they would get because he would just like push really far forward or he would pop trans at the like most inopportune time. And I think that's why Shanghai kind of let us down and we didn't get the the rematch of Shock versus Shanghai for the final. But I mean, not saying that Shock versus Seoul wasn't like a peak moment for these grand finals. Like if there was ever a game that litter of bloody knuckles there could have been it would have been these two teams well also the shanghai thing i mean same with izyaki but like lee J gone was going crazy and i felt like the team just 
their like over aggression uh stopped working and then they didn't really know what to do and especially in this style of comp um soul dynasty could get one pick and you're, and you're screwed and they can push that and i think we also saw with the shock versus shanghai where shanghai went blow to blow with them like let's let's not get it twisted shanghai did not suck this playoffs both of their games went to mat fives this is yeah, not no, no, some no. like i'm not saying yeah, that they suck well, i'm just saying that there not. was like a there was a, an extreme aggression that was picked apart from seoul because they just have people who will pick heads like fleta was outplayed in every capacity on busan by profit like well when it well, came down yeah. to it but i think that's the thing with with shanghai is i mean their teamwork is impeccable but i did feel like some like just their stuff stopped working uh, against the shock. Lee Jae Gong got punished over and over again in crucial moments, and that's something that just didn't happen really this season. Nobody punished him for going on these crazy aggressive plays. It just didn't happen, mm-hmm. and suddenly it happened. And now you're you're looking for you're looking for uh, a different plan. And I think the same thing happened with uh, the Seoul game, where I really feel like Shanghai overthought things. And yeah, they were I playing think, like 20, well, 20 D chess. And well, obviously, but I think ending without Fleta in the game was, was a, a mistake. huge mistake because I think at the end of the day, you run with your MVP, you run with your hard carry. Um, and the same can be said for Philadelphia. You just run with Carpe like who cares? Um, but yeah, you run with Fleta, even even if he was losing the trait, even if he's not as good of a tracer or Farah as mm-hmm. Even if he's not a good as, of a tracer or Farah as Prophet is, um, you just run with him because I think he gives you a better chance than running, you know, DM or, or, or Lip or whoever. I think yeah, just doing you run with who got you there. Yeah, doing something where it's just like Lip was the known Sombra guy on Shanghai, so it became like, oh, let's just put him in. He can play these other heroes, but it's like. In the end, people want to see on the la- the possible last map, you have Fleta. So unless they were so confident that they were going one more, like. But I also appreciate the coaching decision of just sticking with your guns. If you came into mm-hmm. this game thinking we are playing DM and Lip, that is what we're doing. We don't care. And it fails you. Okay. I appreciate the coaching decision of going with what got you there. And if it didn't work, cool. We have next season. Um, I just question the decision <laughs> of no, not for sure. playing it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very strange... It was a choice. It was a choice. And they went, they went with it. And in the end, at least Shock didn't just steamroll. Like, luckily, how they had it split up with, like, the APAC tournament and then, like, playoffs and then the NA playoffs, allowing us to have this second round of round robin, kind of, double elimination or whatever, it at least allowed us to get a chance to really actually see what it's like and how teams were supposed to adapt and as we could see philly did not adapt but shock clearly took their time and did their homework and adapted which is why they have yet again come out as the 2020 
champions back to back because they had all the tools that they needed. Also, on shouldn't need to apologize for crying when you win the grand grand final champions ship for a second time. Like, poor kid. They have all the tools and they have He's going to go buy another tattoo. To be honest, Anz is spending that money on a new tattoo. For sure. They have more tools than they need to because if if we can just uh if we can just be frank for a second, Twilight and Rascal <laughs> We're on the bench, and Twilight and Rascal are insane. And so I think that that's, I don't know, like, it's important to keep into perspective just how absurd uh, this particular team is. Because it's like, yeah, we say now, like, I say this all the time on the podcast, but like, we say now casually that like, oh yeah, Striker won finals MVP. But that's also keeping in mind that Striker is on this team. He joined this team that was already kind of stacked and he wrote the bench all last season. Apparently he was grinding widow and all these like, you know, long range hit scan characters. And then this season it's like striker was unleashed Mm -hmm. and it's, and that's, I, I mean, that's the same with like twilight where I could easily see next season. Twilight gets his time to, to shine. Um, if the meta clears out, like Twilight is an MVP level, uh, support, and he showed that. Uh, I think it was what the the game against Philly that they won in the tournament finals, where I think so. Where I'm pretty Twilight sure Twilight came... just alpha alarm real yeah. hard, <laughs> <laughs> and the entire time he has that potential to just do that at any time, but he doesn't need to do that because we have Violet, who is. Oh like, God! Who yeah, is Violet, like Jonak two out here? He went. He went out there and he did. Uh, I remember Nathan saying, "I didn't see anything from these games other than Violet going beast mode on Zenyatta." And I think that kind of sums up like everything. Like I don't know how much we can actually go. This might be a very short episode just because there's not much we can say outside of like this player is the best player at this. Very good. This player is the, the best. best at this. Very good. This decision was bad because Shock is good. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, still, like... Violet's a fucking god. We we should definitely take, like, an episode just to go in-depth. Not not Maybe not this episode, but during the off-season, just really go in-depth of each team again and, like, talk about the players that they had at the end of the year and where we think their like strengths and weaknesses fall because that can be a full episode. Xavier can talk an hour off to you guys about profit. Yeah. If you really wanted to see the, the problem with this episode is that Xavier wants to just talk about profit, but profit lost. So he has to talk about other players. Oh. Well, since you guys brought up profit, I'm going to talk about profit right now. So profit lost with a win with a win today. Uh, he would have been he would have been the undisputed greatest of all time. Now he is just, but now he is simply the greatest of all time with some mild dispute. I mean, you know, Ansan said, a uh, young Ansan, uh, Ansan sniper. He said he was the best DPS in the world. But I will have you know, uh, he he's not at that level yet, and 
I mean, it, yeah, he lost, and it's it's definitely a thing. But, Twice, actually, to the same team. <laughs> but there okay. is something we're gonna we're gonna drag you through the mud every. Well, year. we're gonna do this but... to you every time you bring a profit now until they win the grand finals. Yeah, but even Steph Curry blew a three-one lead, and that doesn't make him not one of the best players in the league. Steph Curry's garbage, actually, if you think about it. Yeah, Steph Curry lost that game, so. Anyway, Profit is the only player with ten thousand eliminations. Uh, he's right ex- up there. Okay, like let me be like no jokes, all jokes aside. That is an extreme. I number. mean, I played a lot of Overwatch. I probably have like ten thousand elims. Number two, number two in the entire Overwatch league is an off tank Mecco, and we know off tank eliminations are like barely eliminations. And he has nine thousand eight hundred seventy nine. Profit has ten thousand one hundred ninety eight as a DPS player. That is insane. He has the most hero damage by about 200,000 over Carpe. And he is basically right next to Carpe in terms of final blows, where, where, where Carpe has him edged by about like 200 or so. I would say the performance profit and gesture, like don't, don't get twisted. Gesture is also very good. But when looking back at this finals, um, obviously the shot going you know back to back is, is the story. But I would also say the story is just profit. No, like you know, profit. When you look at this season of no, Overwatch, but, but think about Shock it. Shock did think... win again. But the real story of season three, no, the think about it. League, is that when the profit playoff, kind when the of playoff started was the only player the whole season. Xavier, the... Xavier Johnson from the beginning. I have a point here. Xavier Profit Stan Johnson. When the playoffs start, yes, I am Profit Stan. But when the playoffs started. There is this narrative around where it's like playoff profit, profit, playoff profit. And the idea is that suddenly when the playoffs happen, profit becomes great. And he can suck all season, which he wasn't incredible all season. But when the playoffs happen, he rises to the occasion. Oh, they thought and he was the anti soul, but then he ended up just playing like the soul normally do. Is that they get no, to the playoffs but then and then profit fail? Was better than basically almost every DPS. I mean, even in the shot game. The moments where like the tides turned was because of profit on the Soul Dynasty. Like mm. he is like the lifeblood of that team, and what I would argue was that profit on before the the Soul Dynasty. I can't remember London Spitfire, the first ever Overwatch League champions. Like, uh, okay, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. They are the first Overwatch League champions. You know who no, went no, number no. two in that season? The Philadelphia Fusion. But that's beside. The, but like my point is, I think when we Wait, why, why, go, why, what does why, that have to do with anything? You, We're talking why, about profit. Why'd you direct that at us like that? But, but like when we go forward into like next season or something, I think profit is going to be on his own team by himself and solo the grand finals. I mean, he deserves to be in his own tier. But I think we also need to have like <laughs> we need to recognize that being able to perform in the playoffs, I think, is a higher bar than a no, lot of I people def- I do think, because I, do- I mean look at philly like yo, philly yo, 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 yo. Stop, stop 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 real quick real quick no i totally agree with you because there has been so many teams that where a player only shines is when they're under that kind of pressure and we saw that with like a lot of stage uh the stage finals last year so i do think you're onto something like that where profit seems to work better under pressure and that is the only reason why he's on the soul dynasty because soul dynasty always cracked under the pressure of stage stage finals so and I you know even what ons, i think like ons today like ons in this playoffs he had moments where he just disappeared 
because I guarantee the moment got too big and I guarantee he got nervous and started missing shots. And that's a very real factor. And I would say that's a very real factor in Shanghai too, because if you go two straight map fives and you're playing against two teams that are veterans, and this is the first time you've been in this position, like players like Lip and Void and, and fucking Stand One and Lee Jae Gong and all them, this is the first time they were ever in this position. And suddenly they're playing against a Soul Grand Dynasty, Finals. which is basically yeah, Soul Dynasty, which is basically the London Spitfire team that won season one. And then you're playing against the dynastic San Francisco Shock. The moment gets big. And you use their name against them in that in that analogy. Yeah, seriously. And you know, even in the post game, like Hisu, there were quotes of like Hisu and Lee J Gong talking about how nervous they got and talking about how disappointed they were in their performance or whatever. And I guarantee that's because as rookies, this was the biggest moment of their life. And no, for this sure. is probably the most they traveled too. And then they crack under the pressure. And it's not like an indictment on them, but it's just something that young players have to go through. No, it's it's definitely something that we got to at least, they got to experience it, which means they had this extra time under their belt. It's like unfortunate that um, teams like, that I think would have been better, like Vancouver Titans, London Spitfire, I really think they would have done better if you know covid didn't happen if they got the chance to rework their teams and be at home like i don't even think i think we would have still had the same vancouver titans we probably would not have gotten twilight on the san francisco shock if things didn't turn out the way they turned out that it is good that a rookie like a, a team with a lot of rookies got to go through and get this experience because that just means next year those mistakes because clearly Seoul, shanghai and shock in my opinion are the best teams not not discouraging philly like obviously philly made it there so philly gets the fourth place runner-up but these are clearly the the best teams in the overwatch league and shanghai only got third ish place because they had a bunch of people who cracked under pressure because they're new to this kind of experience. And I totally get that. So now Xavier had a question about super. So is super like the most decorated player in Overwatch League history? Let me let me name his accolades, um, which is like when you think about it, it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, I think Troy has him beat in terms of like just amount of awards because i think choi choi was a role star they're trying to collect um, all the infinity got like infinity stones yeah. i i choi's like, already... a role star but super is stage one finalist in season two stage two champion in season two stage three finalist in season two all-star uh in season two no two-time all-star he was uh an mvp candidate in uh, season two, season two champion, World Cup champion, May Melee champion, Countdown Cup champion, uh, All Star this year as well, and season three champion. So there is this weird thing where Super is like kind of a meme. Not really that like he's he's a meme the best Reinhardt he's, in the he's he's become so perfectly cocky. He leans into it too, right? Yeah, and but it's it's. It didn't start until they let him be a host on the All-Stars game last year. Yeah. Like, he never was that vocal about it until they were like, super, talk <laughs> shit, 
And then but he now started talking a, shit. But now we're in a position where when we bring up Super, we have to bring him up as like one of the best tank players of all time. Like, you know how like, like, you know, when because people bring is, up... Not to mention he's one yeah. of the best Genji players of all time. Let's be honest. <laughs> Only rivaled by Brenji. <laughs> I mean, well, it's, it's just a shame the Genji meta died because he would. It is because died. Super was the most clutch Genji ever in Overwatch League history. Um, DM me at Scrapyard Media any proof otherwise. No statistics, video footage only. Statistics are made up. DM me. But yeah, yeah. Super is like stupidly uh, accomplished. Yeah, and like people just don't think about it. Like you know, you think, oh, the great tanks. Like if you think of like Miro back in the day, you you might you might throw out like gesture, um, but Super might, like if next season he just like goes crazy, he might go down as like the the best tank in Overwatch history. Even though like uh, Choi Hyobin is just as accomplished, um, but he also has a Finals MVP, which you know, you know, it's kind of a he big deal. Get- and he had the opportunity to be written about by me. Uh, <laughs> however. Thank God that last episode where I had to cut out all the times you gloated about yourself didn't bro, ever come I'm, out. I'm great. But you know what else is great? Okay, it's not it's not that great. But I, I, I do wanna I, I do wonder. You know what else is great? Valorant. Right. Uh but but I do actually wonder. So there was a quote uh, from like the post fight press conference where um, I think it was Chris Chung said that uh, Andy, Andy Miller needs to open up his checkbook. And that really got me thinking we can kind of like close on this. But, you know, since the shock, I feel like we should talk about it. But this team is going to be very expensive to keep. And, (laughs) you know, uh, Andy Miller said that they like re-signed their core. And so I assume their core is the people that played today. So Ansan, Sniper, uh, Striker, Violet, Moth, Choi Hyobin, uh, Super, and Smurf, probably. And so we're left in a situation where I'm sure Tayo's going to stay because why would we get him? Like Krusty seems to have like some fucking Tayo, mad scientist plan I'm sure Tayo, for Tayo. Yeah, Tayo and Twilight will probably stick around. Because there's no way that they Someone just needs Rascal to, like, go flourish somewhere else, I would imagine. Yeah, unless, like, and even then, if Rascal resigns, I do think out of all the, like, organizations, like, the Shock is the most likely to be, like, they'll, like, open the pocketbook a little bit more, just because they have one. And they have the, like, they have the incentive to. Yeah. Yeah, like, they have, and Andy Miller has a reason, and, like, the proof is in the, like, the games today. To be like, maybe we... Maybe they won back-to-back, and we still have most of the same team. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe we just keep rolling also, back. the most successful thing on NRG Esports. Like, yeah. the yeah. Shock are the shining jewel of that, like, entire company. Um, so I understand, like, letting the pocketbook go. But I just think of, like, other teams who, like, need Rascal. Uh, Any team? <laughs> oh, you know, like, maybe, all those teams maybe, that, like, need maybe him. Boston? Maybe Boston? Yeah, like you'd be willing to overpay for Rascal because you well, if you're Boston, you'd be willing to take him and then give him away. For sure. And and we can we can talk about where Jerry's gonna go next season. Uh and Myung Bong. 
but it's just you know, interesting to me be on because the I could, uprising uh, episode. Yeah, but like I could see not like all the players leaving, but I can see maybe a dude like Rascal for sure. I think he is the most likely to get the bag. But even like a dude like Smurf, where hopefully he's resigned. But if he isn't, he's another player that I could just see getting like a stupid amounts of money from a Philly or an LA Valiant or something like that. And it just being an offer that like the shocker. It's like, yeah. Uh I I don't know if we can uh if we can pay yeah. you that, my dude. It it just seems like an interesting position that they're in. Um but also I mean if you just want to re-sign them and go for the three peat, like do it. <laughs> Fuck it. Let us have the biggest I mean when we started in 2018 i constantly remember like being like well i'm like i had just started playing overwatch and i was like it's really cool that we're getting this like league thing and i remember being like the san francisco shock was the most hated team because we have all the toxic players oh my god blah 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 blah, this and that from all this like stuff that you see online and then to turn it around and be like, you know what? Fuck it. We'll be toxic if we want to be toxic <laughs> because we're winning. So fuck you. And I think go for the three peat. Keep them in. Keep them all if you can. Because like at this point, who's going to stop us? I do think as. I mean, this is just like a thing in sports. A three peat is incredibly hard to do. The Warriors weren't able to do it. Um like LeBron has never been able to like do a three-peat. Uh the Spurs dynasty never able to do a three-peat. Um three-peats are really really hard and it's hard to keep up that level of of success 3 years in a row because at a certain point everyone's gunning for you and there's all kinds of everybody is in the same space where they're trying to beat just you. And we saw last season the grand finals blow out. The shock murked the Titans. This year, a little closer. And I could see next year being the year where it's a seven map series or the shock lose just because three peats and keeping up that that grind that it takes to be as great as the shock are. Um, that's incredibly taxing mentally, physically. Uh, and with the whole league trying to wreck you, it's just it's hard to stay sharp. And the shock should be favorites next season for the title, but the league is only going to get stronger. There's going to be, I'm sure there's going to be another super team that forms. That's, you know, that's like all these all stars or whatever. The thing, the thing is everybody gave up on the shock because they were like, well, London fucked up early on. And then like, again, Nathan has said this plenty of times, uh, like, Everybody gave up on the shock early because they looked a little weak when there was, you know. Shock's going 4-0, baby. <laughs> when there was like, you know. All, back to just, back to back to back. Just just a lot of drama with the, the whole idea that like, oh, there's like the curse of the winning team like falling behind. And clearly that curse isn't completely true because two out of the three seasons are won by see the truth is that profit is cursed because xavier loves him so much the amount of like 
just pure energy Xavier pours into Prophet upsets the balance of the universe like the force has to rebalance itself so it creates you know a dyad in the force named violet and super i mean Prophet is a twin and he did just dunk on the mvp of the league uh and he did and he did kind of dunk on the shock as well so right but that's why the shock has to exist as a whole see your amount of energy check. you put into profit is it ke- it keeps profit in check by making the shock. It's not to say shock will be that check system next year, but you know, profit so, is cursed by your love, Xavier. Yeah, profit is uh, that is your. Black this is my Widow's my kiss. personal. I'm reaching out to you, profit. If you want to be on a winning team again. Listen, at least this profit your boy thing is I'll tell you where Xavier is. I'll dox him so you can take him out. At, at least, least we found Fleta. Isn't the Hangzhou spark thing, you know? Like, yeah, I really, yeah. I really at least profit is good. Yeah, yeah. I really whiffed on that. Um, but alas, you know, the shock 2020 champions. Yay. I think uh, the offseason is going to be very fun. I'm pretty sure uh, like in two days they can start like re-signing people and then uh in like two weeks uh free agency starts and so the world's gonna explode because like all these players are gonna move teams um yeah but we also have the scrappies next week uh so look out for that the real awards um if you want to if you want to know who the real mvp of the season is you can watch the the scrappies the real goat team yeah if you if you want to know the real the real that is um soey's team (laughs) In the All Stars, the real the real goal. MVP is Zoe. Yeah, um, honestly, we're Absolutely. sorry to let you know. But yeah, shout out uh, to Overwatch League, uh, very cool league. Um, very cool. cool league. Watching the Grand Finals was like watching like the NBA Finals. It was that same <laughs> yeah. level of like. Ah. Just said, Thank you, Overwatch. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was the Grand Finals. Uh, I, I I did enjoy and- watching it. Um, is this is now, this is this the uh, is this the the goodbye for the 2020 season until we do the off season stuff? Yeah, we're gonna do the scrappies. I mean, we haven't recorded uh, much in the past five months, so I feel like we have we you know, we can catch up. Some things it's happened tough. in the past five months. Just a couple you know, of things: moving, yeah. COVID, moving, COVID, moving again, I don't know. moving. Uh, um, Forest fi- fires. Hey, hey, they're wildfires. They're wildfires. There's a difference. The it's lightning LNU complex fires. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But obviously, don't, don't forget about the SCU complex fires. Oh yeah, the SCU complex fires. We have the scrappies fire. Uh, we have a bunch of off-season stuff, uh, season interviews. There's a bunch of stuff to talk about in the off-season. So we will see you. We will see you. We will see you. And if you want to see us, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Scrapyard Media. Come play games with us, Scrapyard Media, on Xbox, maybe PlayStation. Every time I try to bring up the PlayStation, one of the two PlayStations is broken. <laughs> so, fuck us, I guess. Roll outro. Six foot five.